We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
have searched me, you have known me, you're acquainted with my ways. You have laid your hand upon me, heard my thoughts from
Surrender to the perfect will of God. I dare not give him less. Though he should lead my steps from here abroad, I want his will, my life to bless. For me, His will, His will, I must know. Wherever He wants to send me, His way, His way, I must know. If He but speaks, you're enjoying songs of praise here's some more inspirational music Oh 
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music. We need wisdom, we need 
and true love for each other we have had so many big but empty words so we come before your face asking for your grace bring your people to a state of kingdom life restore your church again touch your people once again with your precious holy hand we pray let your kingdom shine upon this earth through a
grace and mercy send forth your word.
what can now be spoken in response to what he's done. For we who once were broken have been rescued by his son. The blood of Christ is offering, no greater love is shown. The Father held back nothing to reclaim us for his own. listening to Songs of Praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. We praise Thee, O God, for the Son of Thy love, for Jesus who died and is now gone.
every day And I'd missed out on a broken home That would steal my joy away And I'd missed out on all the things They said I'd miss out on Oh, but somehow I have a heart of peace When their good times are gone Cause I've been sheltered by His grace by the prayers of those who've always sought his face and in a world of shifting sand I can hold on to their hand for they've guided me on how to run this race and as the years go on I'm sheltered by his grace Take the sin away that stained us soul for years And grace can keep a life that's pure from shedding bitter tears And the grace that's brought me safe this far will safely lead me on But the truth that they've instilled in me will last when they are gone Cause I've been by His grace, kept in a safe place, protected by the prayers of those who've always sought His face, and in a world of shifting sand, I can hold on to their hand, for they've guided me in how to run this race, and as the years go on, sheltered by His grace. And as the years go on, I'm sheltered by His
Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet, and positive relationships with other people, to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator, who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing chapter 12. Those who are taught to earn what they receive will more readily learn to make the most of it, and in learning to be self-reliant they are acquiring that which will not only make them self-sustaining, but will enable them to help others. Teach the importance of life's duty to those who are wasting their opportunities. Show them that Bible religion never makes men idlers. Christ always encouraged industry. Why stand you here all the day idle? He said to the indolent, I must work whilst it is still day. The night cometh when no man can work. Matthew 20 verse 6 and John 9 verse 4. It is the privilege of all to give to the world in their home life, in their customs and practices and order, and evidence of what the gospel can do for those who obey it. Christ came to our world to give us an example of what we may become. He expects his followers to be models of correctness in all the relations of life. He desires the divine touch to be seen upon outward things. Our own homes and surroundings should be object lessons, teaching ways of improvement so that industry, cleanliness, taste and refinement may take the place of idleness, uncleanness, coarseness, and disorder. By our lives and example, we can help others to discern that which is repulsive in their character or their surroundings. And with Christian courtesy, we may encourage improvement. As we manifest an interest in them, we shall find opportunity to teach them how to put their energies to the best use. Subheading, hope and courage. We can do nothing without courage and perseverance. Speak words of hope and courage to the poor and the disheartened. If need be, give tangible proof of your interest by helping them when they come into straight places. Those who have had many advantages should remember that they themselves still err in many things and that it is painful to them when their errors are pointed out and there is held up before them a comely pattern of what they should be. Remember that kindness will accomplish more than censure. As you try to teach others, let them see that you wish them to reach the highest standard and that you are ready to give them help. If in some things they fail, be not quick to condemn them. 
simplicity, self-denial, economy, lessons so essential for the poor to learn often seem to them difficult and unwelcome. The example and spirit of the world is constantly exciting and fostering pride. Love of display, self-indulgence, prodigality and idleness. These evils bring thousands to penury and prevent thousands more from rising out of degradation and wretchedness. Christians are to encourage the poor to resist these influences. Jesus came to this world in humility. He was of lowly birth, the majesty of heaven, the king of glory, the commander of all the angel host. He humbled himself to accept humanity, and then he chose a life of poverty and humiliation. He had no opportunities that the poor do not have. Toil, hardship and privation were a part of everyday's experiences. Foxes have holes, he said, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Luke 9, 58. Jesus did not seek the admiration or the applause of men. He commanded no army. He ruled no earthly kingdom. He did not court the favour of the wealthy and honoured of the world. He did not claim a position among the leaders of the nation. He dwelt among the lowly. He set at naught the artificial distinctions of society, the aristocracy of birth, wealth, talent, learning, rank. He ignored. He was the Prince of Heaven, yet he did not choose his disciples from among the learned lawyers and the rulers, the scribes or the Pharisees. He passed these by because they prided themselves on their learning and position. They were fixed in their traditions and superstitions. He who could read all hearts chose humble fishermen who were willing to be taught. He ate with publicans and sinners and mingled with the common people, not to become low and earthly with them, but in order by precept and example to present them right principles and to uplift them from their earthliness and debasement. Jesus sought to correct the world's false standard of judging the value of men. He took his position with the poor that he might lift from poverty the stigma that the world had attached to it. He had stripped from it forever the reproach of scorn by blessing the poor, the inheritors of God's kingdom. He points us to the path he trod, saying, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Verse 23. Christian workers are to meet the people where they are and educate them not in pride, but in character building. Teach them how Christ worked and denied himself. Help them to learn from him the lessons of self-denial and sacrifice. Teach them to beware of self-indulgence in conforming to fashion. Life is too valuable too full of solemn, sacred responsibilities to be wasted in pleasing self. Subheading, Life's Best Things Men and women have hardly begun to understand the true object of life. They are attracted by glitter and show. They are ambitious for worldly preeminence. To this, the true aims of life are sacrificed. Life's best things, simplicity, honesty, 
truthfulness, purity, integrity cannot be bought or sold. They are as free to the ignorant as they are to the educated, to the humble labourer as to the honoured statesman. For everyone, God has provided pleasure that may be enjoyed by rich and poor alike. The pleasure found in cultivating pureness of thought and unselfishness of action. The pleasure that comes from speaking sympathising words and doing kindly deeds. From those who perform such service, the light of Christ shines to brighten lives darkened by many shadows. While helping the poor in temporal things, keep always in their view their spiritual needs. Let your own life testify to the Saviour's keeping power. Let your character reveal the high standard to which all may attain. Teach the gospel in simple object lessons. Let everything with which you have to do be a lesson in character building. In the humble round of toil, the very weakest, the most obscure, may be workers together with God and may have the comfort of His presence and sustaining grace. They are not to weary themselves with busy anxieties and needless cares. Let them work on from day to day, accomplishing faithfully the task that God's providence assigns, and He will care for them. He says, In nothing be anxious, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 verse 6 and verse 7. The Lord's care is over all his creatures. He loves them all and makes no difference except that he has the most tender pity for those who are called to bear life's heaviest burdens. God's children must meet trials and difficulties, but they shall accept their lot with a cheerful spirit, remembering that for all the world neglects to bestow, God himself will make up to them in the best of favours. It is when we come into difficult places that he reveals his power and wisdom in answer to humble prayer. Have confidence in him as a prayer-hearing, prayer-answering God. He will reveal himself to you as one who can help in every emergency. He who created man, who gave his wonderful physical, mental and spiritual faculties, will not withhold that which is necessary to sustain the life he has given. He who has given us his word, the leaves of the tree of life, will not withhold from us the knowledge of how to provide food for his needy children. How can wisdom be obtained by him who holds the plough and drives the oxen? By seeking her as silver and searching for her as for hid treasure, for God will cause true justice to be done in the courts and give courage to those who have run away from the battle. Isaiah 28 verse 26 This also comes forth from Jehovah of hosts, who is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. Verse 29 He who taught Adam and Eve in Eden how to tend the garden desires to instruct men today. There is wisdom for him who drives the plough and sows the seed. 
before those who trust and obey him, God will open ways of advance. Let them move forward, courageously trusting in him to supply their needs according to the riches of his goodness. He who fed the multitude with five loaves and two small fishes is able today to give us the fruit of our labour. He who said to the fishes of Galilee, let down your nets for a draught, and he who, as they obeyed, filled their nets till they broke, desires his people to see in this an evidence of what he will do for them today. The God who in the wilderness gave the children of Israel manna from heaven still lives and reigns. He will guide his people and give skill and understanding in the work they are called to do. He will give wisdom to those who strive to do their duty conscientiously and intelligently. He who owns the world is rich in resources and will bless everyone who is seeking to bless others. We need to look heavenward in faith. We need not be discouraged because of apparent failure, nor should we be disheartened by delay. We should work cheerfully, hopefully, gratefully, believing that the earth holds in her bosom rich treasures for the faithful worker to garner stores richer than gold or silver. The mountains and hills are changing. The earth is waxing old like a garment. But the blessings of God, which spreads forth to his people, a table in the wilderness, will never cease. End of chapter 12. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Let's listen to William Ackland as he shares a psalm from his paraphrase of the Bible called The Gift. Psalm 92 was written as a special song for the Sabbath day and has as its theme, praising God for his love and faithfulness. It is a worthy thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your divine love when I awake, and your faithfulness when I go to my bed, on an instrument of ten strings, the lyre and the harp, in sounds of musical harmony. For what you have done, Lord, has made me rejoice, I will raise my voice in a song of thanks. How magnificent are the things you have done. Your thoughts are omniscient. A simpleton does not know about the works of God, nor can a foolish man understand his ways. When the wicked sprout like a blade of grass, and when evil men seem to prosper, it is that they may go to the grave for eternity. But you, O Lord, are higher than the heavens. Look upon your enemies, Lord, for soon they will be gone, and all who do works of evil will disappear. But you have strengthened me like a wild ox. I have been anointed again with your oil. I have seen my enemies defeated. I have seen the fate of those who have opposed me. The righteous, though, shall be like a luxuriant palm tree. They shall grow straight and tall like a cedar in Lebanon. Those whose lives are bound up in God shall prosper in his divine presence. Even when they are old, they shall be fruitful. They shall be full of sap and shall flourish all their days, declaring that the Lord 
is our righteous God. He is my rock and sin cannot exist in his presence. <laughs> 